When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my gosh, fall is in the air. You guys feel it? I do. I, I, I tried to. Drink. Fall is in the air, Dre. This is my opener. This is my opener. Fall is in the air. I tried to drink oh, coffee man. on my porch this morning and it was too cold. <laughs> it was too cold to go out? Yeah. Well, I was wearing a tank top, so that hurt, mm. but like it was like 63. Cold in the morning, though. It's yeah, so it's good. If, you had, if I had a hoodie on, it would yeah, be perfect. If you would so have I just haven't made that. I haven't made the switch. Yet. True, true story. I have a pumpkin spice uh, creamer now. That, that's how. That's how far into it I'm. I'm going wow. so basic. Wow. In the fall. I love fall. That's the theme of the show today. We're going to talk a lot about fall. Fall Gross. activities in Denver. That'll be a segment three. What we're really going to talk about is fall disappointments, which apparently in the state of Colorado means football. Those two oh. things completely synonymous. We're also going to be talking. Actually, it's going to be a fun one. We're going to be talking about is it right to boo or not boo. And, of course, that came in very uh, pertinent today in, in Denver sports, or, or this week, I should say. Um, but first, we're presented, as always, on this episode of the Denver Sports Podcast by the Hootenanny. You guys, oh, yeah. I, was, I, I said oh. that with punctuation so you guys would, would jump in. <laughs> the Hootenanny. Hootenanny. Hootenanny um, Happy birthday, Brock. Aptly named by Peyton Manning, I just assume. It just seems like a word that he would say. It does. Um, and it's going to be sick because they have some really great bands playing at the hoot and annie this year uh including big head todd and the monsters he was was that he was at the abs thing too right he was he yes. was there too right wow. so there you go wow so, look at you guys at, at all of the top events here here in denver so hoot and annie should be a, a lot of fun i know some of us will be down there as well um guys the headline today this was a disappointing week in uh in denver sports i don't know yeah. if you guys were paying attention yeah. i'm gonna start from the top oh the top Thanks. for me is Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic and Team Serbia, which I count as Denver. Personally, I count it as Denver. Yep. They lost to Italy. Oh, Andre, can you count this as a disappointment? Well, lost to I mean, Italy. Then my guys disappointed me mere days later. So, yes, it's just more disappointments. Weirdly, everybody that's been following along on DNVR Nuggets knows I'm very into the Serbian team, so this was a crushing blow to me. But don't worry. Denver was not about to be outdone by the Team Serbia. You get... A Broncos loss to the lowly Seattle Seahawks. You get a oh, yeah. CU loss, and you also get a CSU loss somehow to Middle, Ten Middle Tennessee State. Can I uh, make the case for what's the least disappointing? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know which one you're going to say. <laughs> Buffs losing to Air Force, who is clearly the premier football program in Colorado, um, is not, not disappointing. disappointing. Not Air disappointing. Force, not disappointing. Is yeah. this? Can I ask? Because yeah, you're a big CU guy. Yep. Is that not in and of itself disappointing? <laughs> yes, but I'm past... Isn't it actually worse that, that you were just considered 
below yeah, Air Force? Yeah, but it's an old pain, you know? <laughs> it is an old pain. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you had an ank- achy knee for like two years. You stopped thinking about it. That's a great point. Um, the other ones are like that fresh. That one hit really close to home. <laughs> <laughs> really felt that yeah, one. You see, you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about, you know, you, the paper cut you got in between your pinky and your ring finger. So do you agree with one. him, by the way? Are we at this point with CU? Is it just a little lull that we're in? Or are we just now no longer disappointed at anything that they do? I mean, Ryan is like the voice of the program in a lot of ways, so far be it for me to go against him. And yet, at the same time, I think that Ryan being in this spot is emblematic of how deep this fall has been and how there seems like no end in sight. No, this is like when you go visit a friend you haven't seen for a while, they've gained a lot of weight and they haven't showered for days. And he's like, you know what, man, I'm doing better than ever because I just stopped caring, man. I stopped caring. You should be happy for me. And you're like, I man. don't think I'm supposed to be happy for you right now. Such great analogy. right now. It's so true. It's 100% how I feel. And to, to make you guys feel even more sad, mm. we're sitting in uh, Falcon Stadium which super overrated. Um, <laughs> I love that this is where you have to get your barbs in. You can't <laughs> yes. talk about the game. You no. have to be like, oh, the traffic. So we're sitting in Falcon Stadium. The Buffs get a turnover. They've got the ball in plus territory. Great stuff. I think they're at like the 35-yard line. Mm-hmm. And I go, uh, three plays, zero yards, and a missed field goal. And my buddy just turns to me and goes, what happened to you, man? <laughs> I was like, Damn, that actually cuts pretty yeah, deep. Yeah, it is true. How was the party bus, though? I wasn't on it. The party bus was sick. Uh, we had a blast getting down there, and everyone was, you know, <laughs> singing the fight song, singing along. And the ride back actually wasn't that bad either. And it's kind of emblematic of what I'm talking about. Like, no one was sitting there like, I can't believe we lost. It's just like, let's get the hell out of here. The biggest problem was there's no, I'm not going to keep taking barbs at Air Force after this, but there's no cell service on the base right so we couldn't like communicate with anyone so we were just hoping that everyone <laughs> would come back to the bus or else we'd have to leave them on the base wow. thankfully we got out of there with everyone oh that is great to hear and then csu falling to middle tennessee state this one to me man middle tennessee state, state yeah there's a lot there to that to that team for you to have to fall at home by the way a home yeah. opener you know that not great that mu- is it the most disappointing i don't know it can't be it, it's not it Only because be. of the profile of of you know the Broncos loss, um, but in terms of who like how much they should have won, how much hype was around Norvell, and how badly they lost, it might just like if you were just putting everything on paper, what's the most disappointing in ranking these? I mean, they're down thirty four to zero at one point to Middle Middle Tennessee State in the home opener of probably the most hyped CU co- CSU coach ever. That's true, actually. This is the big thing. The yeah. new coach factor, yeah. Dre, does that push it over the top? I mean, they've got just a, a little breathing room. There's a This was still just a little bit of the honeymoon period. Yeah. And, you know, all these players are new. The coaching staff is new. So there was a bit of built-in, like, this might take a while. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, that's going to that's gonna sap the little goodwill you had. Yeah. I will say I'm, I've, I've been impressed with the perspective that CSU fans have had on it, which is what you're talking about. And I actually talked to someone kind of familiar with CSU's roster before the season, and they said, this is a top-tier Mountain West coach with a bottom-tier mm. Mountain West roster. We'll see what happens. And yeah. All right. Well, we're seeing what happens. 
Eh, it's a start everywhere. I mean, it's funny, though, like here at DNVR HQ and really in the DNVR Slack, this was a week of all downers, man. Like, uh, I don't know who's riding high. The only people riding high are the Colorado Rockies. And you want to talk about expectations is because they are at 62 wins. The whole season was the race for 69. Yep. Guess what? Right on the line. Then it's going to come right down. There. They're either going to get, I think, 68 or 69 wins. If they have 68 going into the last game of the season, we got to have like a oh big watch God. party. We have to. Yeah, we really do. Well, first of all, they're going to. And I think they play the Dodgers like seven of their last their last seven games. Yeah, they do. The so, yeah. Oh, so there you go. On so the road. It's, so it's going to be one. I personally, if I had a vote, though. if I had to cast a vote for most disappointing, it would be our Denver Broncos. Because I'm watching this this summer, this the spring of hype. This summer of excitement, and here we get to fall, my favorite season, and here we go. We're going to kick off. We're going to go up to Seattle. Is it a storybook? Russell Wilson comes from Seattle. We're going to play Seattle. Uh, Team not supposed to be very good. We got this vaunted defense. Oh, my God. Have you heard about them? They've been so great. Seattle, the first half, just made it look like a peewee team. I was so disappointed in the way this went. And, you know, there's a lot of different things to get to, but RK, you're obviously our Broncos guy here. If you if you had to start with your disappointments again, it's the week of disappointment. If you have to start, where are you starting? It's absolutely with uh, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams because mm. this conversation wouldn't even be close to happening right now if it weren't for yeah. those two guys fumbling on the goal line. Uh, and obviously, the first one kind of hurts the most because you come out of the half, you make great adjustments. Like right. the the conversation this week should be wow. That coaching staff had some incredible adjustments at halftime, and then this. the offense went out and you know blew them away. The defense held them to 34 total yards in the second half. I mean, I could go on and on about all the good things that happened. You fumble one on the goal line with Melvin. That kind of kills the vibes. You actually do an incredible job to get it right back, and then you fumble it right back on the goal line again, and it's just like, if you score those two touchdowns, which is not some crazy like if this, if that, it's like push the ball one yard without fumbling it. They win this game by probably two scores, and there's a even world... if you don't though, even if you win by one, this is the thing about the NFL. Yeah. If you win by one point, yep. what do you say? Road win in the NFL, week one, tough one, worked the kinks out, got a win. Doesn't matter. Yep, you did what you had to do. Yep, you only needed to score one of those, and then later in the game, you have Cortland Sutton false start on a play yeah. that ends in the end zone, and and it would have been an easy touchdown. And the worst part about that one, you know, at least Melvin and Javante had the ball in their hands. Corlin Sutton had literally no involvement in the play. If he would yeah. have just stood there with his arms crossed right. the entire play, nothing would have changed. So that one that one might actually yeah. be the most disappointing of them all. Um, the one that obviously gets the most discussion is Nathaniel Hackett's decision at the end, and that's extremely disappointing for a myriad of reasons. Number one, I just don't understand how you don't give Russell Wilson a chance for that moment. Yeah. You know, like, that's the most disappointing part to me is, like, you went and got Russell Wilson, and you had a chance to have him like, oh, the legacy begins. He leads you down <laughs> so the true. field and does what he does mm-hmm. best, and he does like a John Elway-esque late game drive to win, and you just didn't even give him the chance to convert on the biggest down. So that's disappointing to me, um, on top of just the fact that now the honeymoon period for Nathaniel Hackett is essentially over before it ever started. And he actually coached the game pretty darn well outside of that one thing, and no one cares. It shows you, and we'll get to the coaching aspect here, but it does show you how many dif- difficult decisions a coach makes because yeah. there were so many things going on. And like, 
we're sitting at home. I'm doing the Peyton Manning. Like I'm, I did the exact same thing at home. Where I'm like, time out we got three of them here. I think you could go for one. But nonetheless, you're right. Like there were so many different things that it, that you did well in that one, and it all comes down to well, you screwed up the very end here. At least I think they screwed it up. We'll talk about that here in a second. I asked him to give one disappointment. He gave all of them. Is there any other ones that you Sorry. could give? Did he save any for you on the Broncos side? <laughs> yeah. I mean. I guess I'm a little more patient here because I do understand. I mean, to me, September football has really just become an extension of the preseason. It now. matters, though. Come it, on. It does There's matter. Only so many games. It does matter. But, you know, like you could see there was a lot of stuff going on that like they couldn't get the the play calls quick enough the adjustments took forever oh this was a this was the opposite of mistake free football oh yeah mistakeful it was like we're learning on the job football (laughs) from the coaches to the players they were all just kind of figuring it out as they go you could see the chemistry with russ and his wide receivers not necessarily there but they progressed i mean the second half was way better than the first half yeah um but the disappointment, I mean, in Colorado football in general, between the Buffs and the Broncos, seeing that many like touchdowns be literally an inch away and then get fumbled is right. uh, it's that's rare. a disappointment. And then it really galvanizes the crowd. It galvanizes the defense. When you get a stop, like Denver got a stop at the goal line, and I was like, hell yeah, here we go. Like that's that. Yep. You get energy from that. Exactly. You get two of those, and it's like, man, what a killer. But I, I do want to give a shout out to Air Force football. Like we're talking about. All, sure. all of Colorado football being a disappointment. They're the only one that's not. And they might actually be favored in every single game this season. That's dope. Yeah, that's so, crazy. So they're legit. They play tonight uh, uh, against Wyoming. Well, there you go. There's the yeah. shout-out. I want to stick here, though, because I want to go back to the final play because there's been a lot of conversation from a lot of different people, and there's a lot of angles that you could take on this. The only angle I'll take is the one that you did, which is forget what the numbers say. Forget any of that. To me, giving the ball to Russell Wilson in that moment was a win-win. Yes. I think in hindsight yeah. it was a win-win. You get the first yeah. down, a win. To your point, everybody's like, hey, we got that guy. It's what we brought him in here. We got it. If not, guess what he's brought in here to do? Shoulder the responsibility. Do it. Like You're paying this guy that money so that when you lose a game, you get to walk in and he says, guys, it's on me and it's not going to happen again. Keep your head up. Everybody keep your head up. We All the things that we're saying right mm-hmm. now, like, look at the yardage, look at the defense. All of those things all of a sudden matter uh, so much less, and we're just like, Russ has us. He knows he screwed yep. up, and we got it. Instead, you take it out, and we have this weird thing. And I'm telling you, you could see it in the look on Peyton Manning's face during the telecast when he's biting his lip. You could just see, I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care what any of this says. You know when something's wrong. And to me, that's the thing that was, is the for all the good decisions that weren't made, that specific decision shouldn't be a thought. It should be, what is our team? Our backbone and our spine is Russell Wilson, and and of course we go to this. And the fact that it wasn't, it kills me. Yep, and that's what I said on the post game. That was one of my big takes. Was like, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, you have the ultimate like free card here, which is just put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands. No one, yeah, literally, no one you. would have been going on the radio or TV or yeah. on a podcast the next day saying should have kicked the sixty-four yard field goal. Right. No right. one would have said that. It was like a free pass to just. Roll the dice a little bit and, and bet on Russ and so here's, drop the ball. Here's what's even more interesting, and I'm going to be the hot take guy. If I did this on the DMVR Broncos podcast, you'd throw me off out of the room. But here, here's the thing I'm, I'm doing. I'm coming in a little hot, but you know, one of the things Richard Sherman said, and I'm sure he brings a little to the table, a little baggage maybe to the table yep, on this, but one sure. of the things he said was, if that was Peyton Manning. He wouldn't have needed the sideline. He would have done this or that. And I understand all of that, and I understand that there's an explanation for this. But what my point is is, 
Russell Wilson, to me, when Peyton Manning came here, his legacy was secured, and he added to it and created a new legacy in Denver, mm. like for him. I kind of wonder, watching this game, one of my thoughts was, is Russell Wilson... Oh, do we know how we're going to talk about him in 10 years? Or is that very much... I think it's way more mm-hmm. up in the air than I expected. And that game was a weird sort of microcosm of that where I was like, hmm, I didn't expect that was the way that would have gone with a player like him. It's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, it's a, it's a big change for Russ. It's a, it's a big change and playing against his home crowd is a, is a big deal. You know, his old home crowd. But... I think we forget that Peyton in his first start, he threw a couple picks. Like, not everything looks smooth. They're two and you know, three through five games, Peyton's yeah, first year. It took some time there there as well, you know. And uh, right. so, that's, that's just to be expected. These quarterbacks, they're so fine-tuned. They need everything to work. They so need true. to be the, the guys orchestrating things. And it's going to take a minute for that to really happen for us. So you bring up a really interesting point about what, what are we going to think about Russ in 10 years? And the hard thing is the Broncos have two of the five best quarterbacks of all time yeah. uh, in their back pocket. And Russ is clearly below that, but not he's going to be a hall of famer one day. And it's like a guarantee that he has to win a super bowl in Denver for his legacy here to be what, you know, what he would want it to be. Uh, and it's, it's all going to come down to, can they pull that off? It's probably not going to happen in this first year. Now, I would love to point to the fact that the last two Super Bowl champions are quarterbacks in their first year with a new team, and Matt Stafford last year, and Tom Brady the yeah. year before that. So that's like the one thing you hold on to is, hey, it can happen. But it's really going to be about can they build around Russ in the future to be able to do that. And so it's going to be a combination of Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, and George Payton who come together on that. What I really push back on is what Richard Sherman said about Peyton Manning. Because one of the we talk about disappointments today. Maybe the most disappointing thing that's happened in the lives of Broncos fans is against the Ravens in, you know, uh, the divisional round in 2013. Mm-hmm. Was that 2013? 2012. And, or, the Flacco touchdown? Is yes. That what you're talking about? Okay. And w- the most disappointing point of that game is that the Broncos, after the Raheem Moore, you know, blunder, get the ball with 30 seconds left. And John Fox makes the decision to take a knee and take it to overtime. Mm. Peyton Manning was not saying, no way, I'm calling the plays here. Spread it out. Let's get... And if you remember, just last season, Patrick Mahomes took his team down and kicked a field goal in 12 seconds. I know, yeah. 12 seconds. So Peyton Manning could have overridden that decision. That's the Buffalo game, right? Didn't they both do it? Didn't Allen do it in like 20 seconds? (laughs) One of the best games I've ever seen. That was one of the best games Mm -hmm. ever. and sadly ends with just a coin flip, which yeah, thankfully now is going to get taken away. But Peyton Manning didn't stop that from happening. So it's it's the only thing I'll push back on that is that when the the Flacco pass happened, it felt like the air was let out of the building. And this is my point: is at that one, I understand Peyton being like, "Only bad things are going to come here. Let's take I a need, breather. Yeah, we, we need, need a, a breather." To, and yeah. it wasn't the case for the Bronco game. No, it was more pushing. of a sense of urgency. And you're making them. And I know it was fourth down, like you know, in five. It's a tough one. I just. Whatever, we could relitigate this forever. My point is more broadly on Russell Wilson, which is I'm coming at this from a bit of an outsider. I'm a Broncos fan. I grew up a Broncos fan. I, John Owe was my first like big athlete. You know, mm-hmm. I'm coming to this from a point of liking the Broncos, but I will say this. I'm not a Broncos Kool-Aid drinker for whatever reason. Like, what mm-hmm. it would, like I'm attached to them in this way that I feel like emotionally detached from some of this. And I watch Russell Wilson and we do the court. Is he court? Is he not this or that? My thing with him is I just kind of like question him a little bit. Like some reason I don't, I'm not like as enamored with him. And I know this is a hot take now. I'm coming out with this take one day after they lose one game. But that was my point is I'm watching him and I was like, 
it's a lock. Denver has a good quarterback. You know, they just locked him up for all these years. And part of me is looking at him and I go, I don't know, like, don't love. I think it's just because you haven't seen him win a game yeah, yet. Yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe it's like, as simple as soon as, that. as he starts leading this team to victory, uh, I think everyone is going to be able to put aside the corny thing, whatever. And, like, he definitely has a, a forced thing about him that can kind of be cringy at times. But in the end, he's going to win the Denver Broncos so many football games that it's just not going to matter. And, heck, even if you go back and, and I'll send this to you, just watch the mic'd up from him this week. Like, the way that he is on the field is actually, to me, way less manufactured than what you see from him off the field. And so, like, just watching that set like, made me feel good because he's just – he's an incredible leader. He really is. Like, and, and I think the guys, like, respond. Like, there's a point in there where he's yelling at the uh, guys on the sideline. He's like, hey, let's help the defense out. Run or pass. Run or pass. Like, if they're running it, yell run. If they're passing, right. yell pass. And then, like, to, you know, the, the um, video cuts – and the next time you just hear the whole sideline being like, pass. Yeah. So I really do believe that it's just Great. a matter of time before all of that stuff doesn't matter. And Russ is just a winner and he's a great leader and everyone loves him. But here's the last piece of this. And it's going to lead us into our other segment, but I want to hear your perspective on it. I was a little surprised with the booing, obviously, from the crowd. And we'll talk about that on the other mm-hmm. side. But I was also a little surprised because I felt like some people came out of the woodwork to be like, yeah, you know, like just to just yep. to kind of spit on Russ a little bit after they lost, totally. and I was surprised by that. And it made me think: Is he not as beloved as we, you know, from past teammates as we would want to believe? Do you do you have a sense of that? You know what Russ has? He's got a bit of that Jokic, where people are still holding on to the mm. second round draft pick. Which you think? Oh yeah, we all hold on to our old draft okay. takes, you know, okay. and we're all we're all waiting to be, you know, for that correction to come. Those who didn't believe, you cannot and, hope for a correction a decade into no, a guy's I mean, career, sure. But yeah. but people still hold on to some of that bias, you know. And also, he's he's not Peyton Manning. He is not this immaculate quarterback where if things are working, like everything's working. Right. He's more of. I don't know, an Allen Iverson, where it's like you can oh, win wow. with him. That's the but, first time you know, he's been compared to Allen Iverson. He's a unique Iverson. franchise player. I mean, AI was about as small an NBA franchise Undersized. player as you'll see. You know, yeah. uh, Now, AI never got to the highs that Russ has gotten to. But where you start to see Russ's value, and I think this was the frustration early on, was there were some third and longs where it was like, ooh, shit, this feels way too familiar. Yeah. We're in third and long, and we're not converting. This feels way too much like the last five years. And the second half comes around, and all of a sudden, we started rolling. All of a sudden, you got that correction. And I think that's just going to get better and better. But, I mean, he's a he's a unique quarterback. We've talked about on bets. He's not a guy who's going to lead to many blowouts, but he's going to be there in the fourth quarter to lead it's his almost team, perfect. You extend know plays. Yes, I would be. Got. This would be the, the the song I'd be singing this whole week if he just mm-hmm. don't fumble on the one yard line twice. This is exactly what I'd be saying. But we got to keep it moving, guys. You know how I'm going to cope with a week of disappointment by doubling down on all of my oh, teams on DraftKings oh, Sportsbook. That's what I'm going to be doing. Let's go. Uh, I will be doing the same. Also made a lot of money thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook last night because they're giving out the early win token. So if a team goes up by seven points on Thursday Night Football or ten points in the rest of the week, they'll let you win your bet. Last night, I win my bet on the that. Chargers, and then I just took all my winnings from that bet on the Chargers and I put it on the Chiefs. <laughs> That's incredible. And so I won two money line bets in the same game. Shout out that, DraftKings. Two opposite money lines. That's what fantastic. A deal right that there, is absolutely man. fantastic. Yeah. So uh, use that code DNVR over DraftKings. Bet five, win 200 
Uh, Do you have a team you like that for? Is there another? Can you double? Because there's some way you could replicate this. Like, hey, they're going to get up 10 and then lose. It's a lot harder with 10 um, than yeah. it was with 7. But yeah, we actually pointed out a couple on bets. I kind of like the Arizona Cardinals in that yeah. one. Taking Ooh. on the Raiders. Taking on the Raiders. Um, what was the other one that we really liked? I thought the Saints were intriguing. Saints hosting are in- the Bucks. Yeah. They, Have fun. These are great. The Saints Bucks one them. would actually be the best one for the the double win. Mm-hmm. The double win. Because even though it's a little scary to do- to bet on Tom Brady in New Orleans, he's yeah. really struggled there. Um, but it might be possible. So, anyways, five for two hundred when you use the code DNVR over DraftKings. Insane. Of course, age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 4700 Awesome. We also, uh, you know, what else I might be using this week? The Game Time app. Ooh. Going down under the tailgate. Might go check out the game. Nothing better than using the Game Time app in those situations. In fact, every Broncos game I went to last year, I used the Game Time app. Dope. Six, yeah, it, that's it's the only, it's They're only, like so cheap on there. I know. It's, like I said, it's the only thing in my life that rewards me for my procrastination. <laughs> there you go. And Hunt for 69 can find those Rockies tickets real cheap right now. Oh, man. What did you find on Game Time the other day? Third baseline? What was it? $14? Yes. Like front row? <laughs> it, it was yeah, unreal. The, the amount of deals you can get over at Game Time. And look, you know, Allie's pulling it up here. What do um, we got? Just tickets all over the place for the Broncos game that have obviously gone down a little bit as the hype. Uh, machine has <laughs> taken a little bit of a hit. Yeah, there you go. 196 right there, huh? First level. Yeah. 196. Man. Not bad. There's a lot of great deals over at Game Time. Use the the link in the show notes or the show description on YouTube. Yes. Uh, so we get hooked up there. It's especially cool opening week uh, with football. You get all the flyby. It's like they go all out for all the, the theatrics, which will be, be a lot point. of fun this week. Uh, also, the tailgate's there. We're going to be down at the tailgate. You guys have to come join us. It's a great time. Uh, our new revamped tailgate. Yes, already our best-selling tailgate, best-selling tailgate of all time. So it's going to be lit. All right, we're going to play a new game, guys, called Boo or Taboo. Because one of the stories, <laughs> right. one of the stories for me was Russell Wilson, noted NFL champion, uh, who brought a championship to the city of Seattle, booed mercilessly. The only one in their franchise The history. only one in their franchise history. And he was booed yeah. mercilessly by those Seahawks fans, the 12th man as they are known. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm-hmm. was booed mercilessly by all of them. And look, all is fair in love and war in sports. To me, I don't have a problem. I thought the Seattle, I walked away from that game and I go, that was impressive, man. They yeah. brought it. That mm-hmm. was loud. You mm-hmm. watch, watching the broadcast, I was like, I could barely even hear. Turn the volume down on the crowd, man. It's too loud here. Um, <laughs> they so, definitely do that with like hyped up fan bases. They turn the crowd mics up a little bit. But Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, they did a good job of that. But I honestly, like there was, well, when we talk about well. a mistake full game, some of that had to do with it. Just felt like, hey, the crowd Oh, that was a huge a lot. factor, yes. So um, I tip my hat to them. But at the same time, I look at it and I go, would I have booed Russ? Would I have been there? First of all, I'm very, I, I, can, I can be influenced anything, and if a whole stadium is doing it, I'll probably do it as well. So the answer is yes. But would I have wanted to? I don't know. To me, that would have been taboo. You guys feel like that was boo or taboo from a fan base to boo Russell Wilson? I think it's a bit taboo once they've been the best player on a championship team. Yeah especially when you have barely any championships <laughs> right. to speak of in As your city. city's history. Right. I think it's the the Supersonics get one in the 70s. You can play along with us, by the way, in the chat. I'm curious to see if you say boo or taboo on this one. So I don't know. I mean, Russ is pretty special 
to what the Seahawks' history is. He's yeah. to me, he's the best player in their franchise history. Oh, by a mile. I mean, you like that's not the. I think we have some Seahawks fans in the comments that are probably gonna like uh, cape for um, Steve, Steve Largent. What a give joke. me a break. What a joke. <laughs> so he's I the best player in their franchise history. If anything, you'd have to argue like Richard Sherman, but th- no, it's from the no. same teams. Like, no, there's there was, no way. There's like a tackle, like Walter Jones or something. Yeah, Walter Jones would be in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I looked up some lists to see where I they were putting this. Russ. Um, you know, people talk about Russ being corny. I thought booing Russ was super corny. You thought it was corny? Yeah. I Why it was, corny? Because it's just like, it's, it's fake. It's manufactured. It's it, like... To me, they got influenced by Pete Carroll, who, to his credit, he knew what he was doing. He was trying to yeah. to shake a beehive. That's and he good. totally did, and it worked. Yeah. But to me, it's like, stop this. You don't hate Russell Wilson. He's the best player in your franchise mm-hmm. history. You might hate that he's gone, but you're not like there there's all these little stories that come out at after the fact, you know, oh, he did this. That's what he- I'm saying. After the game, I was almost like, oh my God, is he a villain? I think it's, uh, you know, I talked about this before. I think it's the lead singer theory. Everyone gets sick of the lead singer eventually. Oh, it's so true. It's a great theory. The drummer is tired of seeing the lead singer on the cover of the magazine. That's so true. They're all jealous. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bass player even more. All right, we're going to go through a list here. Shelby Harris. Shelby Harris. Not left of his own accord, but he did dance on the grave. He, do you guys see, did you bring yourself to watch his interview? I I just know what happened. I didn't watch it. He, He enjoyed it. I frankly, I... I don't think that's taboo. I think Shelby did the right thing, you know. Of course, of course. digging in. No, we wouldn't. He didn't do anything Shelby. unfair. He doesn't. He doesn't move the needle enough to to deserve a boot. Great take. That is the take. That's is the he take. didn't. He didn't soar high enough for anyone to want to yeah. boo him. I will say, you take that it's shot. His fault. He <laughs> would get a right. couple. He would get a couple boos, but also like the amount of people that go to denver broncos games who are on twitter is like so small that like yeah. I, most people probably wouldn't have even known that happened that's probably true um carmelo anthony and i'm talking about now not 2011 i'm saying like it's the year 2022 <laughs> soon to be 2023 are we boo or taboo carmelo anthony andre, i don't even know where he's gonna be andre made the point of like people trying to justify their draft takes for me, it's like, ah, I've already hammered myself into a Boo Mellow guy. <laughs> I, I have to be that. Unless Forever? He, yeah, exactly. Like, I can't, I can't, you know, just soften up now. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was there. I, I'm pro Boo in those situations only because it's fun. Yeah. Like, th- that's the thing. And like, so maybe I, I'm, there's a double standard here. Mellow's not the best player in Nuggets history, but he's one of. Yeah. Um, and I, w- I was booing that, but that was more like... It was very obvious that he was kind of halfway out the door at the end, and I think that matters a lot. <laughs> of course. He didn't want to, There's no questioning this. He didn't want to be in Denver. Like He can try to rewrite it. He went to a team that was terrible. Like He wasn't yeah. trying to get on a contender. Um, Dre? Do you... I think Statue of Limitations has passed. Oh. You do? I do. I don't. So here's my thing. I think we're when over he, it. When he retires, I want him to come back. You know, uh, it's like, come back in, man. Let's have a big hug. Let's do the jersey retiring, which is going to be weird now because Yoke wears it. But, like, I want the big, I want that big thing. But as long as you're a player, I kind of like this idea of here's what it is in the quote unquote player empowerment era, which is really just the forced trades to another team era. In that era, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You're welcome to do whatever yep, you want. Yep, but to expect yep, the fan base to yep, be like, hey, we're take. cool for it's you just point. saying you don't want to be point. here anymore. Like, I'm sorry, you lost that. 
forever. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, just in 2022, it. Mello moves the needle less than Shelby Harris. <laughs> so right? True. I mean, yeah, what is he? The true. ninth man on Look, any Nug- team that's coming into town? Nuggets fans don't... You need a simple thing, like booing Mello. That's a yeah, simple that's thing. Right. All right, we're all good. We're, yeah, we're on the page. Um, okay, we can keep it moving. Okay. Drew Luck. No. <laughs> Will he ever play again? <laughs> Question number one. It'd be kind of fun to boo Drew Locke. Sure, why not? Uh, uh, it's kind of a YOLO moment. I feel like this is generational because every court, co- or quarterback that failed after uh, Elway, no matter how good they were, like even some that were actually really good, still would get booed by Broncos fans. So Drew Locke, who was in no way good, I'm sorry, he was in no way good. We can't boo him? You can, for sure. I just, just don't think anyone lame. would. Like, yeah, it's, it's like... Yeah, he tried his best, and it, his best wasn't good enough. <laughs> All right. Taboo. 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 And then you shipped him out of town. Yeah. This one's weird. Von Miller. That is a Ultimate massive cheer. That is so yeah, taboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is taboo. What if it, wait, wait, wait. But that's Russell Wilson, AFC. essentially. Denver goes yes. on a big 16-0 run to end the year, hosting the AFC Championship game. Not even close. No. He still still gets a, taboo. He still gets a video yeah. tribute. All right. He's earned it, man. He's yeah. earned it. He's right. also, no. These are going to be so easy. The most beloved Bronco since John Elway. Like yes. Peyton Manning obviously has a case. But yeah. other than that, it's... He's there with Champ. It's Vaughn. Yeah. And Vaughn's over Champ because he was just more... Had more personality. Um, Matt Duchesne. Oh. Easy. Another, this is oh, the easiest one, yeah. actually. All these, this is easier than Vaughn. No taboo at all. And this boo the really, shit out I think of the him. answer to this is it comes down to how you left town. You know, like, uh, yeah, it does. For me, I, I've started to realize as I've gotten older that sports to me is so mu- is almost entirely about civic pride. Like, I love, I, you know, I love the sports teams and I love watching sports and I watched Thursday Night Football last night and all that stuff. In the end, I love Colorado and I love Denver. Of course. And that's what fuels me the most. Is yeah. like, it's why I, can't, I have a hard time getting into like, Eurobasket, which I know we had the Jokic thing, sure. but like outside of that, doesn't do anything for me. Flacco so I have doesn't all... move the needle for you, jeez. Man. It, I it's like I, I had a hard time getting. In, I, <laughs> I had a hard time getting into um, the last World Cup because the USA wasn't in it. You yeah, know, like yeah. to me, it's like it's more about that's funny. <laughs> in, it's more about like my team and my city and that sort of thing. And when you force your way out, it's like an insult to of course city. personal insult yes exactly and so well, that's what it comes down and what we're really getting into is how you left vaughn that's what i'm trying to get in didn't though. leave out of his own accord basically right, right? Straight so true yeah and it's all about and he kept putting things on instagram about wanting to come yeah, back yeah. he played it right and you played know the right. genius a breakup always matters did they yeah. leave you in shambles did they leave you without seeing the upside that you had and now you're yeah. doing better and want to rub it in their yeah, face that's a good that's a good point Yep. All right, we'll get some more ambiguous ones here then. Really? Slightly more ambiguous. I think Seahawks fans would make the case that Russ forced his way out of town. This and, is the thing. But he didn't. Well. It, they broke. It was a breakup. It was a mutual breakup. <laughs> you know how breakups are. They can be a little murky. Yeah. Who did what? You're not, who forced who? If you and your ex both decided like, hey, this isn't working out, you're not like, you don't hate them. No couple has ever, I mean, it's very rare that both of them are like, you know what? Shake on it. We're just there's always one that's a little more. I wanted 250 million. You didn't want to pay me 250 million. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Trey's yeah. <laughs> bringing the truth but here. That, that's that's bringing the truth. Side. Pete Carroll's side is like, hey, he wanted to throw the ball around. We got to keep it moving. We got it. We got it's yeah. water under no, the fridge. We got to keep true. it moving. Uh, Nolan Arenado, boo or taboo? 
Forced his way out. I just instinctually said boo. We just litigated this. It's it's kind of similar to the rust thing to some extent. Oh, Oh, all the stories that came out of Nolan are not. No, boo all the way. I boo the Rockies for not leveraging that player option better. And I, I, so we're yeah, booing. I boo but Nolan. We're booing, boo but we're booing the Rockies. When he left, up, we're booing Brian. And it's the booing. It's the breakup Marfrey. theory. He left us in a really bad spot. Like we broke up, and we were now home. But he was also yeah. talking to the girl before you broke up. That's so a good point. So he was already ready to move great on. Point. That's a so great point. So that's where you get the boo. A lot of likes on Instagram. Okay. Like, wow, you've okay. been liking some photos <laughs> lately. <laughs> I just noticed. She sold me. She yeah. sold me. Fair enough. You boo Nolan there now. Trevor Story. No boo. Taboo. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I named this. <laughs> He's kind of in the Shelby Harris camp. Yeah. Doesn't move the needle quite enough. This this next one's fun. I know. It's really good. When this, he was good, he was good. This next one's fun. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> we I, just said no to Drew Locke. I know. I think it's taboo, but while I don't think Drew ever would get booed, I think Teddy would. Teddy's going to get booed. What? Why? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if you want to open that can of worms. Uh, I'll say... Damn it, Denver. Honestly, the yeah. thing that, that really solidifies it for me is the Eagles game. Of course. When he didn't go for the tackle. That is when he really, really lost everyone. Like You could kind of talk yourself into like, hey, game manager, this, that, and the other thing. And I think for the can of worms we weren't going to open, people were looking for a reason to hate him. Um, but that was a... That was the the last straw, and I think the thing, the lasting memory that people will have of Teddy Bridgewater in Denver. He doesn't move the needle enough. It's like we wouldn't boo Gus Farratt, we wouldn't boo Case Keenum, we wouldn't boo Trevor Simeon. I was gonna say I don't know. I don't think about Jay Cutler because that we just got that in the comments. I guess I would boo Joe Flacco though. So you know maybe I'm wrong. You know, uh, (laughs) Jay Cutler's a good one. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Jay Cutler. Uh, the the real villain in that story we have later learned was Josh McDaniels. I think we knew all along. Maybe we did, but we we were stuck with one of them, so we had to kind of like take the side of like, oh, yeah. Jay won't return calls. This is so immature, you know, whatever. Right. In the end, right. you had a franchise quarterback, and you wanted to trade him for Matt Castle. Like that's on you. <laughs> Boo McDaniels. <laughs> Boo McDaniels, of course. Um, I did have Joe Flacco Big on time. here. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell, man? I think it's like a good time. Yeah. Like a good time. Joe Flacco, that sounds like fun. Why not? (laughs) Yep. By the way, Jay Cutler would have been booed for sure. Of course. I don't know if that game ever happened. Jay Cutler is... because the breakup was ugly. And he's also... Look, he's a villain, man. Like, he just is a villain. Yes. So he's going to... Yep. He can't do anything about it. Joe Flacco, you say yes, but just for like ironic reasons. You're saying why not? He was like, I don't know. He didn't have a good personality. No one liked him really from game one because they lost game one. Yeah. Um, Ryan O'Reilly is the last <laughs> one I have. Ryan O'Reilly. I don't know how much of you guys have like a strong oh, man, take here. I know. He took he some shots with he the Blues, it. which is yeah. I mean, he's won a cup with a division rival, so he's kind of kind. earned it. Yeah, see, it's it's earned because it. of that. Yeah, he's I like this it. idea that all of our pre- here's what's funny about this. If you actually go through, we just laid out principles. Never did we say if they're successful with a rival that it then all bets are off. Well, if which you is break up saying. with me. 
and marry my cousin, and then you're posting IG photos of living in a mansion with them. I'm gonna you be also a little to hate your cousin, right? I'm gonna be a little, you know. This metaphor's a little off the rails. I uh, thought that was implied, but here's what. Here's the last thing I will say. Here's the last thing I will say. You know, I'm coming back from Serbia. We just went on the big Serbia trip with Nuggets. Like fans there, man, they do a lot more than boo or this or that. And part of me, it, it's funny because they have these big rivals between some of the big teams or this or that, and they'll throw bottles and stuff and. You know, talking even to players that played in that environment were so welcoming of it. And there's these real heated things, and I think they can turn ugly in the moment. But best friends can be part of the the rivals that are both they play in the mm-hmm. same arena or play right next to each other. And there's this thing of like we've heard people say like, "Boo, that's so classless." And I think, guys, are we forgetting what sports are about? Yep. Like this isn't personal, man. Booing Carmelo Anthony is not personal, man. It's like, hey, you left us. Um, that sucks for us. Like, yeah. come on, we're gonna boo you for the rest of the time. It's not personal. It's not like there's no hidden motive to, motive to it. This is just sports, and it's fun to be able to boo somebody that you are against on multiple levels. So, to me, anyway, I say all that to say some people are so sensitive about it, and I'm like, guys, it's booing. It's so much better than like, you know, calling names or doing this or that yeah, or, or getting crazy. True. Just boo them. You tell them like, hey. We still remember you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think Eric has the best take on all of this stuff, which is like sports are an outlet for us to do things you can't really do in everyday life. Yeah. And like you couldn't just like see your ex-girlfriend walking down the street and just boo her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that. That would sports. be great if you could just do that. Like, oh, man, you could feel the pain Instead in my heart. Instead of like texting your friends like, yo, she's here. Brings you just see boo. her. Boo. <laughs> Sounds um, incredible. You know what? One thing I would also boo is um, untrimmed man hair. <laughs> boo! <laughs> Trying to set RK up for perfect ad reads here. Yeah, How was that that's one? Right. Yeah, that's that's that, definitely right. boo worthy. That, that was uh, Nathaniel Hackett setting it up on the 64 yard <laughs> for 64 yarder. Uh, Take it away, RK. Thank you. Calling uh, a timeout after running 30 <laughs> seconds yeah. there. Yeah, you, would uh, you boo Reggie Bush? You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, guys. Damn yeah, damn it. Maybe they should have uh, used the lawnmower a little bit more on that grass in Seattle, and you know he would have had a cleaner. So yeah, lawnmower 4.0 is just one of the many great products they have over at Manscaped. I actually use the shampoo and conditioner and the body wash, and that's not even where it ends. Like it's all about the crop preserver, the crop reviver. Uh, Manscaped obviously got into this uh, men's grooming world with the lawnmower and that's that's going to be you know the uh, crown jewel product forever but it's really Indeed. the uh the ancillary products that mm. bring home true. you know they got the crop mop boom you're on the go you're on the golf course getting a little swampy around the oh, ninth man. hole pull out a little, golf a little crop mop wow. out of the golf bag i do not like the word swampy i mean i'm just trying to relate well, to the fellas you know, they know fellas, what i'm talking fellas about know what you're middle tennessee seattle swampy places we're talking yeah, about exactly so uh check out manscaped use the code dnvr for 20 percent off plus free shipping you want me to Incredible. set you up for another one? I'm not sure I can what do, do you, it. What do you got? I have an evocative, <laughs> evocative. <laughs> like ad behind read the back you. passes from Jokic, right? Yeah. Now. I mean, well, no one's more <laughs> from Plumley, really. No one's more well equipped <laughs> to talk so about Ivaka than you. That's so true, man. Ivaka sent us to Serbia. How dope is that? That's pretty. And dope. you know why they yeah, did it? That's incredible. Because they know good content. They're like, mm. you know, what would be awesome if DNVR went to Serbia and made a documentary for it, and then put it exclusively on Ivaka TV to go along with Nuggets games, Avs games, Rapids games, everything. You, everything you could possibly want on Avaca TV. Look, we guys know that. We, everybody knows this. The year is 2022, soon to be 2023. Things are changing. These big cable conglomerates, they're trying to squeeze us. What is Avaca TV doing? They're creating a new paradigm for us to be able to watch the teams that we love. And they're also 
forward thinking enough to say, what if we sponsored really cool companies like DNVR so that they could do really cool th big projects that take special funding, like going to Serbia, learning about the basketball history, culture, and then making a travel documentary on their experience there Insane. and putting it up there. It's an incredible Insane. partnership what they have uh, going on with us right now. And right now you can get off, obviously their incredible deal to uh, be able to get access to the Nugget season, going to be an absolute banger. Yep. Av season, mm -hmm. trying to defend the cup, yeah, defend absolute the cup, banger. Maybe. You could argue right now that the two best things on television in the Denver area are the Nuggets and Avs. For the and they're not future. on many Denver televisions unless you get Avaca TV. Unless you're on Avaca TV. There it is. Boom. Use uh, code DNVR when you sign up for Avaca. Get $10 off your first three months. That makes it 25 bucks a month with your receiver. It's an insane yeah, that's deal. That's wild. All right. We got to get out of here quick because Rockies uh, are going to be doing a show here really quickly. But as you guys know, actually, maybe you don't know. You should know this, though. Fall? That's my time, man. That's my time. And I was sitting here thinking, we are Nuggets training camp begins in like 10 days. Mm -hmm. We got Broncos now in full swing. Abs are back you know, on, on the ice here in a week. We are one month away from what I think. I think October might be the best month. Ooh. I was trying to think of what is the best month in sports. You guys can go through it. Give me your take. October, you get Broncos in mid-season, uh, Nuggets and Avs, you know, tipping off, dropping the puck. Mm -hmm. uh, you got college football in full swing. Well, Baseball's in the playoffs. Yep. It's pretty it's good. Pretty, it's pretty tough. It's pretty good. My only um, counter would be, like, when's the NBA Finals end? In June. I think I might pick June because you have NBA Avs. and NHL playoffs and the weather. It's golf season. And is football draft in June, I believe, as well? Is it That's June? in April. 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 I'm right. a big April guy. Postseasons are starting with hockey and yeah. basketball. NCAA NFL champion, draft. Basketball championship. That's right. Final four yeah. is in April. So yeah. it's, uh, March it's a wire to wire month. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you still have, you have baseball. No football, though. I guess the draft. Yeah. April right there. That's true. You kind of need football. You miss football. When, I, when I, people ask me, when should I come to Colorado? I don't want to come visit. What's the best time should I come? And I always tell them, it's fall. To me, we are beginning right now. You're talking about those cool temperatures. You go drink your coffee. Put on your hoodie, man. Come on. I, I got get, it. Get, get Tomorrow. I just wasn't ready. I don't today. want to hear that story again. Okay. Yeah, grab your true. beanie. Good, grab your grab, grab your good Uggs. Point. Whatever it is you need good to stay cozy things. out on that porch. Because this is the best time. And it made me think, what are the best things in Colorado in the fall? I mean, for me, it's going to Folsom Field. And I know we are kind of... Part of it. This is yeah. what I'm saying. Football. Yeah. Yeah, and the buffs are a disappointment, and this, that, and the other thing, and it just never matters to me. Really? Like, you get up there, and like the leaves are changing, and there's a little chill in the air, and I'm like eating a hot link while drinking a beer, and I'm like, this is actually my entire life is just a clock to try to get back to this. This is like Hemingway waxing po poetic on Cleveland or something. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, oh man, I get into Folsom Field, and they I just mean, know you're in for an eight touchdown loss. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> like you get up in the stands, and you see the flat irons. And like, there's all these people around, and family and friends, and oh, it's just. I can't tell. Is he being honest right now? No, honest to God, no. He's being honest. honest. I don't know, man. Folsom's Life's also magical. Like, if you like fall, place. Folsom is a special place. Ralphie running, you gotta. Oh yeah, you gotta really really Have you been? To I've never been to a, exhilarating, never been to a Adam. Can we, we gotta get you there? You can we take, take me. Yeah, yeah, we, right. yeah, we can go game, to a football game. Game time tickets only if yeah. acquired on game time. Next evening game because the next home game's at noon. That doesn't. Hit it doesn't count. It doesn't hit the same. Yeah, it's true at night. A little too early. Just too early. Like you can't start tailgating at seven. I mean, you could, but no one wants to. 
Dre, what, fall activities. We got to beat Folsom. I mean, come on. Jeez, uh, for me, it's literally watching football <laughs> um, on your couch <laughs> anywhere. So that, oh, come on, you got to give me the fall though, the fallness of this. Is this where, where yeah, is the peak football yeah, for you? Yeah, I suppose on my couch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this, I wanted to jump in on this because when you when I saw you put this topic in there, I was like, you're talking to two guys who spend every free moment they have in the fall watching football. Like last year, Spencer and Mitch were telling me like, oh, golf in the fall in Colorado is the best. And I was like, I believe it. I don't think I've ever done that. Like, <laughs> Not even soon once. As week one rolls around. I put my clubs away. And last year I did it and it was actually great. Yeah, fall is like when I say, okay, honey, see you in winter, you know. <laughs> Estes Park in fall. Is Rocky Mountain National amazing. Park. The yeah. top, it's the absolute top. You Going go down up there to the, the mountain park, seeing the leaves. Little... It's a good time. Well, when that's do you different. Time? That's different. The, so I also when have on here Kebler Pass. <laughs> Kebler Pass Drive. You go up there uh, to Crested Butte, like yeah. Peony Ke- Gorgeous. Most beautiful place in the world during quite the fall. familiar with that. Yeah. Are you quite familiar? I went to school in Gunnison. All right. So Did you really? I've got uh, Tuesdays this. and Wednesdays <laughs> because there's Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Friday Night Football. road trip. So you want to take a Tuesday me, or Wednesday? Me and you just to go see the Leafs? Yeah. Let's <laughs> this go. is oh, going to be great. I might be in on some, this. Are we in some, on this? Let's do it. Can we go where the, uh, like to the part of the National Park where the Elks bugle? Oh, man. Are you, are, you're asking the guy. <laughs> you're asking the guy that I'm telling you, I'm the guy for that. Man, I'm the guy. Usually, is what he's all about. I got six different meadows I could tell you about. You we'll pick, we'll pick the herd. You just tell me which one you're looking to okay. see. Can I'll we like be on the wheel of this trip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? We're going to Horseshoe. This is going to be the best Tuesday ever. Uh, I love the fall. I, it hasn't started, you know, the week of disappointment. That was last week. Mm, right. We have a beautiful week right. ahead of us. Three and late o. summer. Yeah. Should be noted, six planets in retrograde right now. Just things are going to happen. <laughs> oh, boy. So, retrograde, it's because like when you watch them. In orbit, like if you were to map their like the way they look with the rotation of the Earth, every now and then they go like this, and that's the retrograde. Do we know? Um, or do we yeah, not know? For sure, yeah. That's <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Just I'm saying, the celestial bodies, if you mapped them, they have a little bit of that thing going to them. It's an illusion, of course, oh. but all right, I think that's retrograde. Don't we don't know. know. We don't know. That's insights you can't hear anywhere else. All I, I know is things start going wrong, and I'm like, I gotta Google this. I bet you something's in retrograde. And something's it's in retrograde. Always, there always is. That was last oh, yeah. week. That's not the week ahead. Broncos bounce. Did the Broncos bounce back this week? Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Buff. If they don't, it actually is time to panic. Yeah, Buffs like, bounce back this week? No, definitely not. Yeah, no, they won't. Was bounce back covering the 28-point spread? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. CSU bounce back this week? No. Uh, no. All right, we're going to get they one bounce back then. Opponent, yeah. We're going to get Air one Force bounce back. Air Force tonight. Let's go. Bounce <laughs> on, forward. On Falcons. <laughs> yeah. there, there we go. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hit that like button on the way out. Stay tuned. Rocky's coming up next.